Welcome back, travelers. You're listening to Calls from the Void with Dr. LaRoe. For those of you who believe in physical space, I have with me a very special guest, Brenda Bentley. She's been keeping the airwaves honest on our sister show, Arden, by speaking the truth about aliens. It's an honor to have you. I'm thrilled to be on the show, and so convenient. I fell asleep in the booth after Arden and woke up as you were setting up. Ah, well, you're, you're really not supposed to sleep here. Uh, it, it upsets the uh, ghosts in the break room. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's a ghost. I think it's a monkey. Ah, the Irawaka, uh, the legendary trickster spirit that appears as a monkey. Or a marmoset. That theory seems a bit far-fetched, but you know, hey, we welcome all ideas here. Uh, uh, speaking of which, uh, let's take some calls. Hello, you are calling from the void. Hi, Brenda. Can I call you Brenda? Why are you so anti-skunk ape? I'm not anti-skunk ape. You sound real dismissive when he comes up. If you knew anything about skunk apes, you'd know they live in Florida. Plenty of people have traveled from Florida to the West Coast. In planes! You think the skunk ape flies economy? Or did he rent a car? Come on! Up north is Bigfoot territory. Bigfoot doesn't own the West. You know he does. All right, those are excellent points. All right, all right, next caller. Hello, you're calling from the void. Fuck, Mary, kill. A Yeti, the Loch Ness Monster, the Jersey Devil. Oh, that's a stumper. Does the Jersey Devil have a Jersey accent? <laughs> Obviously. In that case, kill the devil. Kiss a Yeti and marry the Loch Ness Monster because she's strong and mysterious. And I love a Scottish accent. <laughs> you know, I've, I've never met a, a Loch Ness Monster, but I did go on a date with a lake. Um, a lake bell. Is that relevant? Mm, no. Uh, it was just kind of a big deal for me. Mm, yeah. I understand she's hot. Hello, and you're calling from the void. I think I saw an alien stealing hot dog buns from our dumpster, but my boyfriend says that's just what possums look like. I mean, possums do just look like that. Google them. Hold on, I gotta open an app. Possums with a U? Oh my god, they're hideous! I kinda like them. They got little hands and they always seem surprised. But keep on believing, question everything, aliens are out there and they would love a quality hot dog. Thanks for calling. I like that you're a skeptic, but you keep the faith. That's uh, it's nice. Thank you. The way I see it, we can't know everything out there, so why write it off? Yes, yes. Um, Brenda, mm -hmm. might I ask, have you ever had an alien encounter? I wouldn't say an encounter. More like... Okay, so for context, I grew up in... I don't want to say the boonies, but the boonies of Southern Oregon. Hmm. It wasn't a very hip and happening town, or like <laughs> technically even a full town. But the trade-off to having absolutely nothing around was that at night, you could actually see the stars. Like, all of them. Full hold on to your ass because it feels like you might nosedive right off the earth night skies. Right, right. yes. And I loved watching the stars. I get that from my dad. He studied astronomy in Egypt. When I was a kid and the weather was clear, we'd sit in the back of his truck, sometimes with my mom, sometimes just us. 
and we'd eat snacks, and he'd tell me stories about the constellations. <gasps> oh, and uh, and one day, an alien took your father, right? Baba's fine. Ah. You're getting ahead of yourself. Okay, okay. When I was a teenager and I got my license, I would often sneak out to borrow his truck to stargaze. It's a lot like meditating before I learned how to meditate and it cleared my head. Helped me feel small in the universe, but good small, cozy yeah. small. Yeah. The stargazing thing, also, great cheap date if you're trying to make it happen with the guys and doll stage manager and she doesn't want to go into town because she just broke up with the lighting designer and you know how tech week is. I'm getting off track. Yeah. Point is... I spent a not insignificant number of hours outside in the cold air, looking up at the sky and wishing something would happen. Maybe it was my winsome personality or the way I could never fake liking boys, but Earth felt lonely and boring and like walking through mud, but all the time. I knew I didn't belong here, but what if a passing UFO picked me up and took me away? Mm. You stare at anything long enough and something will happen. It was an April night, right as the world began to thaw. I was looking up at the familiar dark, and then there was a flash in the sky. A whir-like. You ever stand uh, under a plane that's flying at you but swoops up at the last second? Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. yeah. The flashing light couldn't have lasted for more than a few seconds, but I think it was a sign. A message from my cosmic pals telling me they would have taken me, but I still got shit to do on Earth. The ground got a bit easier to walk on after that. And there you have my alien encounter story. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so no lost time? Uh, uh, no dead cattle? I could have lost an hour or two, sure. Fantastic. Oh, Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, oh, uh, do we have any more callers? Ooh, can I? Oh, yes, please. Hey, uh, you're calling from the void. Julie Capson wasn't taken by aliens, man. She is one. That doesn't even make sense. We know who her parents are. Unless... Sorry, Dr. LaRoe. I have to go cross-reference Los Angeles County births with strange weather phenomenon. Oh, I completely understand. Uh, keep searching, Brenda Bentley. I hope you find what you seek. Calls from the Void was written and directed by Sarah Golub. Arden was created by Emily Vanderwerf, Christopher Dole, and Sarah Golub. This episode was edited by Christopher Dole and stars Tracy Syed, Jennifer Liao, Emily Vanderwerf, Tal Minier, Mike Bash, and special guest star James Oliva as Dr. Laroe. Thank you so much for your support and keep searching that void.